Hello, and welcome to Community Voice. This is Thomas Lynn, COO of Console Your Community. Console Your Community brings together students at top universities across America and small businesses in their communities to work together, solve problems, and find inspiration through one another. Hey guys, so before jumping into this week's episode, I just want to send out um, a big thank you from from us at, at CYC to all of you who, who listened to last week's episode um, about Little Loving Hands and, and the great team from Maryland that helped Lily jumpstart her, uh, her marketing efforts. Um, you know, we really appreciate your feedback. Um, and obviously, your your rating on iTunes um, subscriptions are fantastic ways to get our name out there. Um, and keep the feedback coming. So send send emails or comments or ideas about who we could have on on the show. It's not just CYC teams. We'd love to have business owners, entrepreneurs, anyone who you know has something to add to the conversation. Um, send an email to communityvoice at consultyourcommunity.org. Um, reach out to us by Twitter, Facebook. Um, you know, we're, we're easy to get in touch with. Uh, so with that being said, let's move on to this week. Uh, we actually have the MicroChange team from Boston College. Um, and they consulted MicroChange, which is a nonprofit startup that looks to connect, obviously in the microfinance space, it looks to connect um, young college students, college-aged kids um, with, you know, budding entrepreneurs or social ventures um, and and doing that through low interest rate loans and kind of combining that capital with that social activism and or, um, you know, uh, in investment. And um how it was started was actually a group of students at Boston College wanted to put their money somewhere and wanted to, to have impact and be effectual. And they really found um, something as simple as the $25 restriction on Kiva to be limiting to them. Um, you know, $25 or less is something for on a college budget. Um, and, and that really caused this endeavor to to occur and and um, the team has been pitching at conferences and and this week's episode is a really interesting window into that world of what it's like to kind of have a startup in the microfinance space. Also, uh, stay for the end because we will have a snippet from next week's or I'm sorry, uh, the next episode. All right, so we have the Boston College MicroChange team. Hey guys, how are you all doing? Great. Wow. <laughs> Pretty good. Happy awesome. To be here. Awesome. I, I expected no less. Um, so before we jump into discussing microchange and, and the great work that you guys have been doing, um, can, can everyone just kind of quickly introduce yourself? So, uh, you know, talk about maybe your major, what made you interested in CYC and then one, you know, fact about yourself it can be quirky you know it can be a totally normal fact whatever you want it to be all right um i will start my name is matt wilson um i am the team leader i'm a sophomore here at bc in the business school studying economics and business analytics 
Um, I joined CYC because I have a cousin who's in consulting, and he told me it's kind of the up-and-coming thing. It's what everybody in college is trying to do. Um, so I figured it would be cool to look into that and get some experience, and I really enjoyed uh, CYC so far. Um, one fact about me. I have never eaten sushi, ever. Oh. Interesting. Nothing too much. Okay. I'm Zilla. I am a sophomore in the Lynch School of Education studying economics and applied psychology. Um, I joined CYC because both of my siblings are both consultants, and so through the uh, through them, they've inspired me to kind of join, like, go down the consulting path, and also through um, my passion in, like, nonprofits and nonprofit work. I thought it was, like, consult your community was, like, a perfect intersection between the two. And my interesting fact um, is that when I was younger, I was once bit by a shark. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, so I'm David Rankerpun. I'm a senior here at BC studying finance and business analytics as well. Um, you know, I was interested in CYC because I kind of geared myself towards more finance internships and roles like that, but I was more interested in delving into the operations of companies. Um, and I thought CYC had a great proposition because, uh, you know, we work with a lot of smaller companies, especially here at BC, we're working with a lot of startups and and being able to be a part of a company in its infant stage is actually very um, is very interesting. You get to learn a lot uh, on both ends. Um, and I think an interesting fact about me is I like to go kayaking with my puppy. <laughs> Hi, I'm Liz Skaronsky. I'm a sophomore in the Carroll School of Management studying finance and business analytics. Uh, I originally joined CYC because I wasn't really looking for a new club, but I found it. And I thought that it was a really perfect combination of getting to learn more about consulting and getting hands-on experience in consulting, but then also getting to help your community, especially kind of like Dave said with the, uh, the startups and small businesses that we help. We genuinely do make a difference because the companies we help are so early in their stages. And my fun fact is that I went to the same high school as Hillary Clinton did. Awesome. Yeah, no, that's great. I, I'm glad that we broke the the aquatic theme going on, the, the lack of sushi, the shark bite, and then, and then the kayaking. Um, I was going to think that you guys were just kind of making this up. Uh, cool, cool. So I, I want to get, you know, in your words, um, you know, what is the story behind MicroChange? Why was it founded? You know, what, what is MicroChange all about? Um, absolutely. What we understand MicroChange as and what it was incepted for is a no minimum microfinance lender that all millennials can have access to. It was founded by about five friends from the Chicago area, um, and they really wanted to get involved in microfinance, and they were looking at Kiva, which is a big established uh, microfinance lender. And they felt that the $25 minimum that Kiva uh, proposes or uh, enforces, I should say, was prohibitive to them because they didn't want to lend $25. They just wanted to lend $10 or $15 or $20. They didn't want to go commit $25. It doesn't sound like a lot, but to high school and college students, it's a lot of money. <laughs> um, so that was really kind of the niche that they felt wasn't being served in that they, you know, something that they were passionate about. And it's certainly something that there's a demand for among kind of our generation that wants to 
be socially impactful in the decisions that they make. Yeah, no, I, I, I totally um, get the the twenty five dollar you know college student uh, minimum there. I, I think that that's a that's a really in- interesting kind of uh, you know inception story. Um, next question I have for you guys, and and you know this question is much better if everyone kind of opines from from their perspective. Um, tell me about the first meeting you guys had with the founder. Um, both how did each of you kind of prepare for it and then and then how did it end up going well i know that when i prepared for the first meeting this is Liz, but um i went and looked on their website and looked through kind of um just more information about microchange uh, in the carroll school we actually uh, had to read a book about micro about microfinancing called the blue sweater so i knew a little bit about what it was but i did look on their website and stuff and i think uh, the biggest way to describe the meeting was that there was just a lot of information, and I think that that's something that you don't really think about is how many, how much information, how much planning goes into creating a business and structuring your business and how you're going to start it and what it takes to get something off the ground. This is uh, this is David here. Um, you know, when we first heard about the company, we got a little bit of background information. I think we generally, our team shared some information, um, you know, through Google Docs, just something simple, uh, so we could get some basic background knowledge about the company. What's What's interesting is that, you know, a lot of people, I think, might have a conception that uh, there's a step-by-step process for consulting that you, you kind of have to go in, and these companies that you're working with are, uh, you know, it's kind of cut and dry, but... What happens is it's it's pretty messy once you get into it because there are so many ideas being thrown around, especially for a company at an early phase like this. And uh, you know, just being able to sort through that and talk through it in a coherent manner and, and set up the meeting in a way that um, you know kind of gets at uh, a more organized uh, approach is is critical because uh, otherwise, I know that you know at first we had a little bit of of trouble. Um, just sorting through all the ideas that the founder was throwing around. Um, but once we were able to establish, you know, what, what his objectives were and kind of his, his main vision and understand that ourselves, um, it made it a lot easier uh, for our subsequent meetings. Hi, this is uh, Celeste. Um, preparing for the meeting, I or when I selected the project of like wanting to look more into microchange, they described that it was a micro-lending company. And I did a lot of research on Kiva prior because I was just when I was younger I like heard about Kiva and I thought it was the coolest thing ever like being able to see the communities you're directly impacting impacting and letting your donation um I guess recycle in a way. Uh, so when I heard about MicroChange and what they were doing um, I just was instantly hooked on the idea. So preparing for the first meeting with the founder um, I looked more into Kiva and Kiva's business plan. Um, and also looked on, checked out their website. And then the first meeting, uh, similar to what Liz said, it was a, a lot of information. I just don't think you anticipate how much information is, uh, or how much goes into a startup, and especially being outsiders, being inserted directly right into like the business model and the business plans and reading through the notes. You just don't expect, um, it's almost overwhelming, but really interesting to find out more, um, learn more about. Um, yeah, so this is Matt. Um, kind of as as team lead, um, I had never met the client before. I didn't really know anything about him or his project, um, and I was 
introduced to him over email. I was CC'd on an email. That was the introduction. So it was it was kind of interesting uh, to go in and schedule a meeting with somebody you never met and kind of meet with them and, and hear why even CYC should work with them in the first place before we had the team meeting. And then moving forward, deciding, all right, we do want to work with this project, talking to Veronica and Andrew and deciding, all right, this is a great project and, and I should be the lead. Um, so there was planning even before the first client meeting, uh, which was new to me. I'd never, you know, led a team before. Um, so luckily, uh, I have great team members and uh, yeah, it's just, it's gone very smoothly so far. Yeah, no, that's great. And, and I just want to make sure that, um, you know, no one is, no one is being paid for, for Kiva marketing. Cause that was, that was quite the inspired pitch, um, for, for Kiva there. Uh, but, but after getting, after that first meeting and, you know, getting a sense for what the micro change team was asking for, um, uh, how, how did, and Matt, maybe, maybe you can kind of speak to this kind of more. But how did you all go about kind of game planning next steps? You know, who who took what responsibilities? Um, how often did you guys meet? And then and then why did no one ever suggest that you meet at a sushi restaurant? <laughs> um, so I think um, to answer the first question, uh, why we. Uh, we decided to take on micro change. I think we knew as a club, we wanted um, to, you know, kind of focus more startups. Um, and, and we were really, really happy with that. So we heard about this being on campus um, and, and the student, you know, being involved. Um, he actually came into another club to try to be a part of it. And somebody from our e-board is on that e-board. And she said, no, 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 don't, don't go to this club, you know, come to CYC. That's, that's really where you should be. Um, so we were actually referred to him through another club <laughs> at BC. Uh, but it, it's really, uh, it's been great. And, and MicroChange uh, has taught us a lot as a team. And uh, hopefully we've taught them some stuff. Yeah, I like, I like, I like some of the, the internal uh, BC club politics coming out there. Uh, but in terms of what each of you guys did and, and what responsibilities you had. Can each of you kind of speak to to where you fit into uh, the engagement? Sure. Uh, this is David. Um, so I, I think first things first, as as a group, you know, we had at first a little bit of trouble just understanding, um, you know, the business model because it was a little bit obscure because it was not the traditional method as we as we mentioned before for for micro uh, finance lending. Um, so, you know, what we did was we just had everybody in the, in the club just read up more on a lot of competitors um, and a little bit more about just the industry in general so that we could all be on the same page for the next meeting. Um, and then from there, I think we, so we met with, uh, you know, the, the founder of the, the startup and we talked a little bit about his objectives. So from so he had a few he he outlined and we as a group determined what was feasible and what was not feasible in certain time frames. We broke it down by uh, you know what what are our goals for X date? We had them set for the month. We had them set long term. But um, and and once we went through that, that's that's kind of how we just broke up uh, different tasks 
for um, you know what it is they were asking for. Um, and, you know, at one point he was asking, um, you know, could could you possibly do some research into FDIC insurance, for example? Um, but you know, we 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 kind of filtered out what it what it was that we could achieve as a club feasibly and promised the client that we could uh, attain. And um, you know, we we set our set our goals that way. One of the other things that we did, um, obviously, as a startup firm, it's really important that you raise capital and. They were getting into a lot of different venture competitions. A lot of the team is at University of Chicago, so they were in a couple of competitions there. Um, and then obviously they're going to move out here because um, they have enough people to be in the venture competitions here. But we were combing through their business plan and their presentations and things like that and looking for maybe ways that they could improve their presentations. Uh, so obviously that would improve their chances of raising more funds. They were kind of talking a lot of times about how they were getting uh, they were getting second place in all these competitions. They were coming really close. So I think that we made some changes that hopefully will help them push them towards that finish line. Yeah, I think for specifically for that one, we were looking at like a budgeting sheet for some of their, um, some of their costs that they were going to need for this funding. Um, so basically, you know, he had a preliminary sheet, but he needed to kind of change it around so that it sounded a little bit more legitimate because some of these numbers that were um, you know, initially put there were a little bit arbitrary, so we, we did a little bit of analysis there. Uh, we also offered kind of very simple advice. He's interested in very, very low-cost marketing, um, so he was interested in, in meeting with a BC graphic design professor and maybe having the professor recommend a student to do some pro bono graphic design work for him. Uh, look for some uh, student photographers on campus that would maybe do some free uh, photo shoots with a drone or, or a regular camera, whatever it would be. Um, so we kind of tried to put him in touch with um, some people in the BC community that would offer him uh, maybe some sort of help that he wouldn't have to pay for. And as for the individual roles that we've all done, um, as you can see, we've done a lot of collaborative work, and I think that's really key when you work with startups, especially one that um, we got when you first face it, it's a little overwhelming. So a lot of what we did is we would, um, once a week we would meet um, and we would just discuss and brainstorm and uh, work together to try to figure out solutions in, um, in order to provide uh, more advice and strategic help. Also in, in this client, things change so quickly, I would have to be texting him all the time and he would keep me updated on which competition they were in this time. And, and every week it seemed like there was a new piece of, of news he was hitting us with. Um, so we kind of always had to be updated on, all right, you know, what is changing? What happened last week? What What's happening this week? What's going to happen next week? So kind of very, very minute housekeeping details we had to stay up on as a, a team. Yeah, so that's that's really interesting. So, so you know, for, for a lot of engagements, you, I, I assume, um, in your experience, right, you, you kind of get the sense of what's going on and and go through scoping and then kind of figure out what the semester is going to look like with with a pretty good horizon and visibility in front of you whereas um i i think from talking to you guys this engagement and maybe it might be a general point about startups you know there was there was a dynamism to it and and very little was static and in terms of clarity of of kind of purpose and, and vision you know those those were always kind of changing with with the next competition or or the next attempt to get capital. Um, what I want to ask is because it's such a 
you know, burgeoning aspect of the U.S. economy right now. And obviously, a lot of college students are are heavily involved, um, or, or wish they could be heavily involved, kind of in the startup scene. You know, what are some other things that you guys learned about um, startups doing this that that you don't think apply to kind of the rest of the U.S. economy? Um, I noticed right away how many advisors the business had. Um, I don't know if it's just the fact that it's a college business or or college students run this uh, business or if it's just the startups in general, but he sounded like he was bringing up five different professionals um, with kind of entrepreneurship experience that were advising him. Um, I'd never seen that in another client. You know, usually if somebody's making a decision or advising on a decision, it's going to be an internal person. Uh, but with MicroChange, it's totally opposite. There's a lot of uh, people in the BCE community, professors from UChicago, um, just very, very established, very bright people uh, giving advice on this project. So that's what I noticed. And kind of going off of what Matt said, um, in addition to all the advisors they have, a lot of times they were so, it's so exciting when you have an idea and you want to keep running with that idea. And um, I once heard an entrepreneurship speaker talk about how you should just build a part of your idea, see how it goes, and then keep going. And so that was something that we had to remind our client of oftentimes is that we shouldn't get it. Let's, let's focus on making this one thing really good, and then we can go from there. I mean, they're so excited, and it's, it is really awesome to be a part of something where they have so many cool ideas. But sometimes we had to take a step back and say, let's make sure that this is really good before we move on. Yeah, you know, I think one of the biggest challenges is you're trying to build a company from the bottom up, and you're trying to basically put into place all of the infrastructure or all of the aspects that an established company would would have and and make that run smoothly. And and a lot of the times, it's kind of difficult, and it seems like a little bit of a hodgepodge of... uh, you know, all, all of this this stuff thrown together, like finance aspects, the, the marketing aspects, and in some ways they're a bit disconnected at first, I think, in, in, in some startups. Um, and that becomes a little bit clearer as they kind of mature and they, they get a little bit more clarity in their vision. And I think sometimes the biggest issue is the vision itself, just making sure that that's as defined as it is um, to you as it is for other people within the company or whoever it is you're trying to sell it to, because um, when, once that's kind of created, it, it lends itself to a little bit of a, you know, a more more fluid process flow for the company. And I don't know if I, this is as much was a shock, but I mean, it, it was expected, but it's just still, uh, I guess you overlook it when you think about startups was budgeting and trying to find um, financial resources in order to grow, which seems like a major roadblock, a roadblock for microchains because they want, to, they're, stressing um, not spending anything uh, yet. So even down to their website, they're trying to figure out ways to uh, keep sure that cost minimum uh, fees, which is something that's definitely hard to move around, especially when they're looking at trying to develop an app um, and different um, outlets for people to uh, access their idea. Another another great, um, if not shameless plug for the next topic. Um, how, so... You guys are are actually the first participant in um, CYC's new Fund Your Community initiative. How how did that, when that initiative came up, um, fall of 2016, 
you know, how did the client respond to that idea? And how are you guys looking to use fund your community um, and specifically the pilot program to kind of help micro change meet its, meet its goals? Um, I think when I first heard about uh, fund your community, I felt as if it was tailor made for this project. Uh, the whole fall, we kind of discussed how it's hard to run a business with no money um, and how like important this funding was. And obviously the client knows that they're in competitions all the time. They're working their hardest to get, you know, the funding. Uh, so when we heard about this, um, I knew it was something that they would be interested in. And I knew also that it, the project is something that national would be interested in uh, from a perspective of the impact that it can have and the fact that it reinforces CYC's nonprofit-based mission, uh, I just think everything was kind of a match made in heaven. Um, I think as soon as we mentioned the idea, he was incredibly excited about it. Um, you know, we, we just talked about uh, different ways that we're going to go about some of these changes that we're going to make and some of the things that he needed to do. And, you know, these all involved capital. Um, and, you know, some of them involved a lot of capital, so some of them weren't as feasible as... as um, you know, as we hope in an early stage, but um, you know, this is certainly something that kind of helps them jumpstart what it is that they need to do, and I think is applicable to a lot of other companies as well. Well, they also talked about in their research about how uh, in our generation there's uh, not so great of an awareness of what microfinance is, but the people who were aware of it that they were talking to were really, really enthusiastic about the idea. So part of the money, I think, will be going towards a marketer a larger marketing budget which will get uh, which will be able to uh, help them spread first of all uh, information about their company but information about microfinance in general and they 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 found that people are very enthusiastic once they find out more about really what microfinance is and uh, in turn that leads to people hopping onto their company and getting involved and becoming customers yeah, yeah, no, I, I think that those those are all great, and uh, and you know, at at National, I know that that we're really excited to kind of be partnering uh, with MicroChange and 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 help them, you know, uh, fulfill kind of this this mission and vision. And what's interesting is it's it's almost like this metaphysical paradox in that it's a new microfinance, uh, you know cheap access to capital or, or free in this case, you know, helping start another microfinance cheap access to capital. So so it's kind of like saying we're helping to fund something that's going to help go on to fund, um, you know, entrepreneurs and, and especially with college students being involved. It was it really kind of came home to bear there. Um, great, guys. So so what I wanted to talk about now was to kind of get in a little bit more specificity, you know, at the end of the semester, what were kind of your key recommendations um, to to micro change? Um, I think I would probably have to say we had two or three. Um, our first was that we stressed their restructuring of their budgets, and we kind of helped them with that. Um, and what we presented to you was altered. Um, from its original form, it kind of made more sense and uh, kind of bumped some numbers up to make it look like they needed more money, because uh, that never hurts. Um, so 
that was our first recommendation. I think our second one um, would have to be the business plan. We just kind of read it over and very, very, very simply uh, made changes, whether it be grammar mistakes or whether it be uh, bigger changes on, you know, running analysis and, and ensuring things are correct. Um, I think that's probably our second recommendation. You know, there's not one big recommendation there. There were a few uh, minor changes that we felt needed to be in place. And then the third one um, would just kind of be the general marketing advice uh, we gave him. And hopefully, uh, you know, the BC community can help him out and, and make sure that he can, you know, get some pictures and um, get in contact with uh, the people on the art side and the video side um, for a little campaign there. Great. So, so if if each of you could now um, go around and just kind of talk about what you found to be the most fulfilling part of the engagement for you, um, and then and then also, you know, what you found to be an obstacle or or something you might have done a little bit differently. Well, I think that um, for me one of the most fulfilling parts of the engagement was certainly just the fact that uh, what we were doing was uh, just part of a greater social responsibility. Uh, we were part of a company that was genuinely trying to make a difference in the world, and they didn't have to do this. They could have created a startup that made them a ton of money, and they were talking about how much. I mean, they weren't even really concerned about taking a salary. They are more concerned about making sure that this program got started and people were getting loans and people were being able to contribute to these loans. So that was really exciting for me and very fulfilling in terms of um, the sense that we were doing the right thing and we were um, contributing to a greater good. And I think that uh, one of the most challenging parts for me was definitely sorting through all the information that they had. I mean, they presented us with tons and tons, literally a whole Google Drive full of information um, and tons of do uh, tons of documents and stuff like that, and really deciphering what was important, what we needed to solve the most, I think, was probably the most difficult uh, part for me, at least. Yeah, I'd say that um, it's definitely a great cause. Um, but what happens is when you're part of the engagement, uh, you know, they kind of look to you for advice, and, and you may not be an industry expert at first. Um, and we're certainly not industry experts at the end of the day, but we, you know, we being able to learn a lot more about it and and kind of give that advice and you know be considered as someone who has, actually has something uh, very meaningful to have an input in the company is is um, I think that's an incredible part of what it is um, you know as part of this engagement and and CYC in general. Um, as far as what I would change, uh, you know, from the get go, I think I we could be, you know, a little more organized in terms of how we approach, uh, you know, engaging with the client because the one of the biggest issues was just sorting through all of the things that he had to say. During each of our meetings, you know, he would get so excited and, and that's that's wonderful. That's, that's exactly what you want in, a, in uh, someone who's founding a startup, uh, to be engaged and um, to really be involved in something like that. But just being able to sort through that and you know, change, make sure that you focus on what's important is, um, I think that's still the key component. Um, so I would have, you know, if we could reorganize the meetings a little bit better that way. So for the, definitely for the most fulfilling part of this uh, project has definitely just been the mission of MicroChange and being a part of it and being a part of a startup and really getting to see some 
progress and growth in the development and knowing that it's going toward a greater cause. Like I said in my introduction, uh, I decided to do consulting with uh, Consult Your Community because I really have a passionate nonprofit and this was a perfect intersection with uh, business and um, micro change is really what I my, like what, my, what I'm inspired by to keep working every day. Um, but as for um, what we could improve as a team, I definitely think if we get direct information from what um, microchange microchange wants us to do. I think a lot of times we're confused on um, the direction of what um, what our client wants us to take it or where what he expects from us. There's a lot of confusion. Um, like it's been said before, there's just a lot of uh, documents and um, files that we have to comb through. And if there was more clarity, um, I definitely think we could be more uh, productive and efficient. The most fulfilling aspect of this engagement to me uh, was seeing the client's commitment to uh, the idea. Um, upon meeting with him and speaking with him, you could tell how much time and effort and uh, kind of heart he puts into this project. Um, and, and it just reinforces why we do it. You know, if we're going to be researching and we're going to be sitting there for a few hours reading a business plan, making changes to it. You know, we as a team know that he's going to be working three times as long as we are. Uh, and so I think, to me, it, it reinforced uh, why we do what we do and kind of the fact that we're helping him, but, you know, it's not our show. It's At the end of the day, it's, it's his company, and it's something he believes in, and it's something um, he spends a lot of time and effort uh, building. So that, that's really fulfilling to me. Um, what was most challenging? I think these guys kind of touched upon it, and uh, it's very important to note that it's not a micro-change-only problem. Um, it's a consulting-wide problem, uh, but just general unclarity um, of the project and of assignments and of, you know, clients' desires, uh, kind of ironing those out and, and being very clear. Uh, it's very hard to do that with any engagement never mind a startup. Uh, so I think, yes, that was definitely the biggest challenge. Um, but, you know, we, we got through it, uh, and the end result was something we're all very proud of. Yeah, and, and you know, from what, from what I've seen and, and heard about this engagement, you know, rightfully so. Um, great. So, so, guys, I want to thank all of you for, for jumping on, on Community Voice and, and, as always, you know, it, it's, it's really, um, both enlightening and, and also, you know, gives us kind of a lot of, a lot of passion and fulfillment at, at national to, to hear about the great work you guys are doing on the ground. Um, and, and really just hearing about these stories, um, and, and that someone in CYC had a shark attack. That's, I, I think it's more rare than getting hit by lightning. So that, that is like a really exciting thing to know and, and learn. The sushi thing is a little bit weird, but that, you know, you, you just expand the horizons. But um, other than that, guys, it was great speaking to you. And, and thanks so much for jumping on. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you. And now, as promised, a taste of Community Voice number three. We're going down to Atlanta with our Emory team. And what does teaching our parents about finance 
the thing that sort of sums it all up for me and the impact that I got is whenever someone asks me about Consultier community and the work we do, we've started or finished eight different projects here at Emory. And this is still the engagement that I always start talking about because it's by far the one I'm most proud of. And I think it's because not only of, you know, as Millie said, the people we were working with, the impact we were able to make and sort of the, the way you can feel like you're doing business work for such a good cause, I think it all sort of molds together into um, a reason that I can feel sort of proud of what I've been able to do. And I think on top of that, it's something that even after this engagement, I've continued to think about, especially in terms of financial literacy. Like now I go back and I'm like talking to my parents about how they're thinking about investing their money. And this is on like an older person's level. Have to do it the great little Wayne's Amelie. Tune in for the next episode to find out. Thank you for listening to Community Voice. If you wish to support Consult Your Community, then please go to the How You Help tab on our website at consultyourcommunity.org.